Well, I always find data really interesting. Big data is really interesting. I worked uh, briefly in the financial industry, and of course, data is king in the financial industry. In fact, it's king just about everywhere now from baseball, sports, analytics, you name it. You know, there's a lot of numbers out there. There's a lot of data out there. But how about firefighting? That's what happened in Minnesota, where the state fire marshal division moved to try to improve things after fire deaths reached a 22-year high in the state uh, back in 19, uh, 2017, 2018, 68 deaths uh, was a 22-year high. And that's where a Canadian company, a BC company, came in. They started working, um, the state of Minnesota did, started working with a company called Urban Logic to build a platform that could help it assess fire risks, identify trends, and ultimately do a better job of prevention and save lives. Um, they built that platform using data that was already out there, but they, the data exists in silos, right? It's not easy to find. You have to go out and find it all. Here's what uh, the Minnesota firefighters had to say about why they needed it. Data is, is really involved in everything that we do today, from fire response to inspections to community risk reduction. After looking at the data from 2017, there was a spike in our, our fire fatalities in the state. So what we were looking for was somebody who could do that data analysis for us pull from a number of different data sources, put those pieces of a puzzle together in a way that would make sense to fire chiefs around the state of Minnesota. Now, this is happening in Minnesota. It could be happening anywhere. Um, but what's interesting about it, of course, is they called on a Canadian company, a BC-based company, a Vancouver-based company to help them out with this. Uh, and really, it was about finding the data that was out there, breaking down those data silos and trying to compile something that was easy to use both in an urban environment for an urban fire service, but also in a rural environment where you have volunteer fire services, for instance, um, and trying to find a way that would allow those fire services to identify where the riskiest areas were. That allows them to target limited resources and so forth. So it really is putting data to the kinds of use that maybe we don't, we would never think of, but it might be the first thing that comes to mind when you think about how data can be used properly. And joining me now to tell us all about it or tell us more about it is Herman Chandy. He's Chief Operating Officer with Urban Logic. Thanks for your time tonight. Thanks for having having me, Ben. So this is interesting because I don't think we often think, you know, when I think of big data, you know, you think of, of economics, you think of even sports, for instance, but you don't often think of firefighting. What was the need here? I gather um, the fire marshal service in Minnesota came to you with an issue and, and they wanted you wanted some help in figuring out how to solve it. Yeah, no, that's exactly correct. So, you know, unfortunately, the state of Minnesota had a record number of fire deaths uh, back in 2017, 2018, and that trend was continuing. Uh, and they found out that a lot of those deaths were caused by cigarette smoking. Now, it took a while for them to establish that trend. Uh, and that's often a problem in government. The, the time to get that insight, to learn about what's happening in your community, just it takes a while. So uh, they the state of Minnesota tasked us to come in uh, and essentially, you know, build a complete picture of their community. Where do residents live? Where are the risks in terms of uh, casualties that might happen as a result of fires? Uh, you know, where where are the smoking rates in the community? Uh, and, and can that can that data be used to better target like prevention efforts, education efforts? Uh, you know, knocking on doors and installing smoke detectors or other type of education campaigns to really help the community. Um, so that's how the work started. And that was a problem. And that's sort of how we uh, approached um, the problem. Now, I imagine that all that data doesn't live in one place, right? That this was going to demand you having to go out and search for, for, for a lot of this data so you could build this, build this, build this image really of the state. 
Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Uh, if you if you think about government and how government makes decision, you know, decisions uh, around how to deploy resources, it often involves, uh, hey, where is my data? Um, and when you start with that question, you realize how much of a data silo problem exists uh, in government and in the state of Minnesota. So what I mean by that is the state has data, the cities within the state have data, the counties within the state have data, the fire departments have data, the federal government has data. And if you want a complete picture of your community, uh, where where do, where do residents live? Um, what are the streets like? Where are the wildlands that there might be fires? Like that data picture and completing that data picture just takes a lot of time. And most people in the public sector don't have the skills to do that. So uh, Urban Logic, basically, where the data silo busters, you know, we go around, we acquire, uh, clean, grab this data from various sources so that that fire chief can just log into a system and see this is the, the this is a picture of my community uh, across all levels. How does it work then? I, I know that it was uh, there was a big splash yesterday uh, in Minnesota specifically, but uh, you know it's a Canadian company, so we'll talk about it here as well. Um, but when you, how exactly does it work? So so in terms of individual fire services in Minnesota, what do they now have access to that they didn't before? Yeah, so let me paint a picture. Let's say I'm a fire chief in a suburban uh, city. Uh, I manage a fire department. I have three or four staffs, maybe one fire hall, maybe two fire halls. Now what they can do is they log into a system on the web, and essentially they could then decide, for example, uh, the Red Cross has donated a bunch of smoke detectors. Um, where do I where do I put these? Like who who do I target? And so they can log into the Urban Logic system, our fire analysis tool, figure out which neighborhoods to target based on demographic profile, based on past fire events, uh, and then basically spend a couple hours, you know, knocking the right doors in the right part of the community uh, and offering to install those smoke detectors. So that is an example of how this works. We give the fire chiefs, we give stakeholders the ability to basically better plan their prevention efforts, whether that's smoke detectors, whether that's a fire truck to a school to educate children about you know fire risk at home any type of sort of prevention effort that's what our, our system allows for in a few simple clicks because i guess previously they were pretty much uh reaching in the dark a little bit not really knowing exactly how to target these i imagine they have a certain amount of uh knowledge that would be inherent to, to being a firefighter in the district but they didn't really know that's exactly it. You know, a lot, a lot of folks in government, they, re, they rely on their gut. They, they rely on their life experience. They rely on heuristics. They know their community, right? Um, and the reason to do that is not necessarily out of choice. Uh, you know, governments collect data. They might only use 20% of that data they collect because it's just too difficult to work with the rest of it. So you, if, if you start with their gut, you're, you're probably making uh, decisions that are, are based on life experience. But where you're probably making decisions that don't correspond to data if you had access to that data. So, you know, we give them a more complete picture and we also give them a complete picture while they're very stretched for time. That's the other key thing here as well. Like firefighters are responding to uh, medical calls now, you know, other types of emergencies. It's not just fires. Um, so they don't really have a lot of time to think about fire risk management. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the complete the benefit of the complete picture uh, we provide uh, as a result of our platform. Yeah, I, I guess they have limited resources, right? So this also helps them target the limited resources they do have in a way that makes more sense. That's that's right. Limited resources. You know, we're talking about the state of Minnesota, which is a which which is a big state, right? And a state is composed of your urban urban centers, but it's also composed of your suburban centers and your rural centers as well. So you know, rural areas. 
which have fire risk, they're often run by volunteer fire departments. So just think about the fact that your fire chief might have a day job or a desk job. And then it's like, okay, I got the weekend to think about, you know, prevention efforts. And so they're, they're especially stretched for time. So we're dealing with all types of fire departments. We're not just focusing on urban areas, you know, cities, dense cities often get a lot of attention in this type of technology. We're focusing on all types of communities uh, in the state of Minnesota. Yeah, anything, I mean, I know it's early days yet, but is there anything that was counterintuitive that has already jumped out of this data, even for them? Yeah, there was an example that was a success story that was given to us right off the bat. Um, so in the in Minneapolis Fire Department, uh, essentially, you know, there was a campaign that they wanted to run a couple of weeks ago. The health department got involved um, because there have been a lot of fires in Minneapolis. And the insight they were able to gain was, I'm in, in the Urban Logic tool. I see that, wow, most fires happen at 6 to 7 p.m., and they happen um, as a result of cooking fires, right? So that allows for like a targeted campaign, a messaging campaign where you send a message out to the community, maybe through social media, watch your stove, 6 to 7 p.m. You might be tired in your evening hours, but that's that's when there's fire risk. And, you know, that those kind of education efforts are allowable as a result of sort of some of the insights that are generated um, in our platform. Right. I imagine it also helps them when it comes to budgeting and so on, because they need money for these sorts of campaigns. If they could say, here's where... Uh, the fire risk is highest. Here's the money we need to do this at this time. They have the data to back it up. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, city city councils, you know, anytime there's a death in the community, unfortunately, like that just raises a lot of attention in city councils. And um, cities are the uh, ones that often fund these fire departments. So, you know, council members and mayors are wondering how are the dollars being spent and if more dollars are needed. Um, so if firefighters and fire departments can come to that meeting and bring a picture, a data, a complete data picture in terms of asking for uh, resources, that's made all the more possible with a with a data insight tool like ours. Yeah, clear, uh, clearly this has use uh, way beyond the state of Minnesota. It's interesting that Minnesota decided that because of fire deaths, they needed this and then came to you uh, for it, because that in itself is an expenditure that oftentimes you don't see municipalities or states necessarily, or provinces for that matter, necessarily take the plunge with. Yeah, I, you know, uh, Minnesota, it was through circumstance that we were able to match with Minnesota. They saw what we did in terms of some of the other um, services we pro- provided to government in terms of data analytics, and and uh, they partnered with us. But this kind of technology can definitely be used by any fire department in Canada and the United States. You know, fire departments in Surrey, to the province of BC, to Ontario, every different community do- does community risk reduction efforts and fire prevention efforts. And we know based on how Minnesota did it, that there's probably a data silo problem that exists across many fire departments. So we truly believe the technology we jointly developed with Minnesota uh, can be used by um, other jurisdictions, both in Canada and the United States. Herman Chandy is with us. He's Chief Operating Officer of Vancouver-based Urban Logic. We're talking about uh, uh, a platform they've developed in conjunction with the state of Minnesota to help fire prevention in that state. There'd been a big spike in fire deaths back in 2017, 2018. They decided they needed to know more about what was happening and why. They needed real numbers, real answers, and called in a Vancouver-based company to help them with that. Uh, Herman, you guys have done a lot of work in other places too, often around traffic, right? I mean, this is a, one area that I guess we are, we're used to seeing data being used, but it is fairly amazing just how much more we can know about things. I mean, it feels like we've done a lot of this, just as you mentioned, by gut for a very long time. And now we have an opportunity through all these data sets to actually figure out exactly how things work. Even as you were mentioning, something as as basic as, you know, most fires happen between six and seven. Let's target uh, fire prevention, you know, between 530 and 630, for instance. 
Yeah, that's right. You know, it, it all starts with this fundamental premise that governments impact our lives uh, every day at all levels. Like a lot of people don't realize it. You know, you take a step back when you when you leave your house, when you just when you're you're commuting to work, that is a series of government decisions. Um, you know, uh, the roads, the traffic signals you have to go right. through, uh, where businesses decide to locate, uh, the supply chains that supply those businesses. So, in terms of how government operates, um, yes, you know, we're talking about fire safety, but you can extend that back and talk about sort of all types of data across all type of government decision-making. Um, you know, here in Vancouver, we have a long-range transportation plan process and, you know, folks have decided to build a, a $4 billion SkyTrain, right? right? Uh, and, you know, if you take a step back and wonder, like, how that decision-making process went, came together and what kind of data sets uh, were analyzed, the, the stuff I talked about in terms of fire departments and their data gaps and data silos likely extends to that decision-making process around uh, transit infrastructure as well. So, um, yeah, we see it all, and we think big big data and even just data access in general to the public sector has the potential to transform government and can make government more efficient uh, and build sort of more resilient, safer communities. Because we've seen it work elsewhere. I mean, I always think back to you know, you know, Billy Bean and Moneyball and so on, and and sort of the idea that that you know that for a very long time, baseball was a gut instinct sport where scouts were gut instinct uh, people. But all of a sudden, they they started using analytics, and it changed the, the the sport to a certain extent. I know that's very simplistic, but in some ways, I gather that a lot of what we've been doing around safety and prevention and urban planning and so on, not that it's not done with expertise, but sometimes it's also done with knowledge gaps that we could fill and do a better job. Yeah, that's right. Like, we don't want to discount expertise. Uh, you know, folks in their professions, especially in the public sector, you, they're, they are the experts. You know, you spend your whole life becoming a firefighter um, and getting trained up. You spend your whole life becoming a traffic engineer, learning how signals uh, operate. Um, those skills are critically important in the public sector. And a lot of times those folks are asking for data access or they're communicating to us the struggles around data access because they know, you know, if you can combine skills with technology, um, that combination can be very beneficial to society. So the motivation is there. I think the time is now uh, in terms of the world of big data. You know, we're seeing a data explosion. Uh, more data sets are being created in the last, have been created in the last year than in the entirety of human history. This is a trend we hear about uh, every year. And, you know, let's bring the, the power of that data and those insights to these public servants, combine it with their expertise. Uh, and then we should have, and, you know, our, 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 reason for being uh, as a company is that, um, you know, these governments with that technology will just build better communities. Yeah, I, I guess it's, it's filling in a knowledge gap. I, I, I Much the same way with Minnesota, they know the, the knowledge gap is out there. They just need you to come in and, and, and crunch the data and show them what it is, right? Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Uh, you know, in the, in the state of Minnesota, we brought in the, the knowledge gap was around what are the demographics in, in the neighborhood? What is the infrastructure like in the neighborhood? What are the building footprints? How old are building structures? How, how, are, new, how new are building structures? You know, that those data sets, like the knowledge is there that they, that should be looked at. Um, but getting access to that in one easy place is like the crux of the challenge. And that is that is what Urban Logic works on. Well, Herman Chandy, thank you so much. Thank you, Ben.